Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Comedy on Edge, the podcast. Coming to you live from Edge HQ. As usual, Dave Keishan is twiddling the knobs on the desk. Josh is here doing what he does so well. Seizure is here. We don't know why, but he's just here. I'm here. I'm your host, Mark Williamson. I'm joined by my guests, David Schmidt and Brent Thorpe. Alrighty, let's hit the music and start this one up. HQ today, two of my favourite people, Mr. Brent Thorpe and David Schmidt. Brent, how are you? Very well, thank you, Mark. A pleasure to be here. Ah, oh, thank you, mate. And David? Thank you for having me. Good to be here. Ah, oh, it's great. You're so well-dressed. Both of you guys are so well-dressed. Dave's, you, you've got, the, is it the suit or it's the... Yeah, it's a bit of a suit. Um, usually we wear a suit on stage and I'm here before a gig this evening. And that oh. was... Uh, some years ago, I was writing a book about Australian comedy called Boom Boom. I read that. I've got an autographed copy. Oh, indeed you do. Indeed if anyone would do. like one, I'm eBaying it now. <laughs> hey, I'm interested to see how much you get for it. Um, and I spoke to a couple of the old vaudeville guys, guys who'd worked in the 30s and the 40s, specifically on the Tivoli circuit around Australia. And they, uh, one of the old guys gave me a great piece of advice, which really struck home to me about how they would prepare for a show. And that would be putting on a suit doing the hair, doing the makeup, the whole business. And he said, you know what? If you always look better than they do, they'll forgive you a couple of bad jokes because you've made an effort for them. And I thought that was a uh, a very, very wise piece of advice to pass on to a budding comic. That's true because yeah. it was a show. Like they were doing a show. It yep. was a costume. It, was all, it wasn't just rock up in whatever I'm wearing and who gives a shit. Yeah, there's a, like that aspect did, yeah. of professionalism that yeah. – uh, it maybe feels a bit forced and a bit RSL-ish to the modern punter, but I think there is definitely something to it vis-a-vis respect to your audience. Yeah, the whole, Absolutely, the dressing up. No, that's you've, you've written quite a few books. I've got, I've got one. Of, I've got a couple of your books actually. Have you? I never knew this. Yeah, what yeah, else have you written? Know. Tell me. I've tell written, me. I've written five you've got a books. Selling a couple now. Uh, yeah. Five books. One on the Australian comedy. Yeah. One. Uh, have you got them in the boot of the car? And no, I wish I did. Yeah. I wish you I did. I, I could merch it up yeah. after the show. You don't sell them after gigs. And you no, tell people you're Jewish, and you don't. Oh, <laughs> I know. Are you I kidding? Know. I know. But you see, that's the thing. I can't sell things retail. If it was wholesale, <laughs> I'd be all over it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so five one on Aussie comedy. One on Aussie comedy. One is a, a, a guide to men for women called Delivering the Mail. Uh, one was called Prince Charming, How to Spot the Stayers from the Players. Uh, one was called uh. Are We There Yet? About growing up in South Africa and then traveling yeah. around the country. And then the last one was called From Russia with Lunch about Lithuania, where my grandparents on both sides came from. So that's before comedy. I was a, an author type. Fantastic. Mm. I, I never knew that. I want to read all them now. I have many secrets, Brent. Many, 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 many dark many. secrets. And, we'll, and by I the end none. of the podcast, I tell everyone we'll everything. There. We know that. We know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've actually got your last book. Actually, it was. It's my. Fa- it's the first time I've ever seen my name in um in a book. I got mentioned in the book and in the thank yous, which it brought a tear to the eye. Well, mate, uh, uh, was, the people who who've played a role in in helping me become the little known comedian I am all get a uh, get a mention so uh, thank oh, you it's just such a gen- it was so oh. funny like so I showed a friend of mine and I'm like oh you got to re- check out this book let me read you a page and I read him the thank yous and right like, you're in good company yeah, too yeah oh, I know there's there's some good ones there that's it's a, it's a great book so, so you should you, we'll, oh, I want to read that 
Well, I, for five dollars on you. Fun, yeah. Funnily enough, I actually have a copy in the car. So oh, no, 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 you, no, you don't. Go out and buy it, yeah. bastard. Go. Is it they, they're, oh. Are they all still in print or? They're all available through uh, Dimmicks and uh, any any large online bookseller will How have. How much? Nineteen ninety-five. About that. Oh, okay, about that. It's funny. Cool. I saw um, a friend, a mutual friend of Akmal's book the other week was in, and it made me. It was in the discount bin at Dimmicks, and it was signed. And I was like, I went to buy it and I bought it and I showed Akmal. He goes, oh, you got that? I go, yeah, mate, it was 10 bucks. And I'm like, you know, if you hadn't have signed it, I would have paid full retail. But, you know, he damaged his own book. So. <laughs> you know what? He wouldn't have minded signing that book though because as soon as you sign a book as an author, it counts as a sale because they can't return a signed oh. book to the warehouse. Oh. So they don't care what happens to the signed copies because oh. it works as, yes, I've sold that one. So, Dave, do you, show me your signature. I'll just oh, go out to all these bookstores now and sign it for you. That would be fantastic. We can, we can ramp your sales up. That You're going to be a best seller. You'll be the next J.K. Rowling. That, oh, that would be fantastic. I've had the neck work done, so I'm on my way. <laughs> oh, good on you. Mm. <laughs> I like the prentice to shoot. <laughs> so, oh, really? You, you, you've suffered a lot for your art, haven't you? Like you, you, you write, besides books, you do a lot of columns. You, yes, yeah. indeed I have. Um, and I, I know that the story you're alluding to is... Uh, I did a series of, of columns for Clio magazine some time ago, and mm-hmm. the idea was that I shouldn't be able to ask a woman to do anything that I like if I was not prepared to do it myself. So we did yep. a two-part series. The first part was uh, wearing heels for a day, mm-hmm. and Lazy. I went, uh, well, <laughs> I like practice. I, I admire. I really do, because I had to go to Priscilla's House of Drag in Sydney and get myself a size, pair, a size 10 pair of slingbacks. Uh, so a little heel, and um, it took some work. But then the next level in this story was getting a manzillion. And, um, you know, ladies, full respect to you. That thing about the female pain barrier being higher than men, absolutely true. Absolutely true. Um, it was something that uh, I hadn't told my wife about, that I was going to get a, that a, a manzillion. And I thought, sort of like, surprise. That's the uh, full exa- back second crack. Th- that is the full back second crack. But I thought... You know what? It was a bit too prepubescent for me. I was yeah. a bit uncomfortable, so I thought I need I need I some foliage. You need a bit of a bleach after you. Well, it, had, had I, well exa- exactly. Too much information. It's not good. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, uh, and I so I, I wanted to keep a bit of shrubbery around the base of the trunk, as it yeah. were. And I thought, what what little uh, design can we do for effect? For effect. <laughs> so so uh, I went for the uh, the kiss lightning bolt yeah. in pubes. Ah. Um, uh, you know, uh, party all day. And rock all night. And uh, I thought this would be a fairly positive reception. Now, there are certain uh, sentences you don't want to hear in the bedroom, and mm. what the fuck is that is one of them. <laughs> so uh, the, the Manzillion story um, well, it was uh, a chapter that no one ever lets me forget, especially since it was carried out by uh, a large uh, Eastern European lady who clearly seed seen thousands of willies and wasn't impressed with mm-hmm. one of them and when uh when someone from from uh from the ukraine says all fours now you tend yeah. to do it <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get like when how many options were there on what you could be designed was it just your imagination and she could knock it, was, it, out? it was just your imagination and and she and she did uh, what she was told in the beginning of the consultation after as soon as you laid down you did what you were told ah uh, because it, like yeah. it's not like you just you know, she goes no no sorry i can't do that there you know you know you haven't got enough maybe maybe do a little lightning bolt but not the big one or 
Oh no, there were, there hadn't been a great deal of manscaping to ah. to that point, uh, especially in that region. So she 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 had plenty of undergrowth to work with. Mm. Oh nice. And mm. what what? There was no, there was no temptation to get the Hitler at all. <laughs> no, not being a Jew. No. <laughs> yeah, no. No, no that uh, it, it tends to. But put did it, they put it, that up to you? Like, oh, the. No, no, no. The, the Hitler wasn't mentioned um, because uh, as soon as they. Uh, as soon as I think of Hitler, I think of the the, the raised salute, and then that conjured all sorts of funny oh, erections yes. Yes. stories yeah. that I. Uh, but that like I any haircut, they grow out. You know, they do. They yeah. do grow out. But none of my friends warned me about something called ingrowns. Oh yeah, and um, get a bit prickly. They uh, it did get very yeah. prickly, and you need to exfoliate to get rid of the ingrowns. Yeah, and and I you need to pluck. Yeah, yeah, I had I, I had an ingrown the size of Miley Cyrus, and oh. just as just as irritating. Yeah. Is it dating a Hemsworth now? Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell them apart. <gasps> I think there's only one, but they just they just you know there's so few. Wrote the last Liam. What? Are, that's the only one I know. What are the other ones? Uh, Liam, Chris, 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 Liam, and Chris, and there is a third one. They're like the dad. Do you think the Dados? They're like we've had success with the Dados. We'll make some Hemsworths next. It's like the dynasty's big in Australian acting. Oh, without a doubt. It well, is. I, I recently there's a new one on the way. He's at Nida now. Hemsworth or Dado? Um, a, hem, a new Hemsworth. You got my hopes, but up not a Dado. Hemsworth. He's not a Hemsworth, but he's going to be the next group of oh. those people. Oh, I thought you thought he's in second year Nida now. What, so one person, be, and he's going to be a group. He must be well, incredibly no, talented have, or schizophrenic. <laughs> or he'll have siblings that'll come through after. Oh, okay. Him. But he's the right. he's the next one. He's they the reckon. next one. So what? they reckon bigger and better than Hemsworth. Ooh, what? So he's going to start. He's a know. big blonde spunk. Ah, uh, so, so, so his name I don't remember. So he's coming to home and away soon, yes. and then then from there he would just go to Hollywood catapult, and just catapult yes. to the stars. Well, you, what they do? That's what they. Well, you mentioned Dave mentioned he spent the day on high heels. Brent, I know you're not too averse to wearing the high heels. I've done a. Th- Thousand drag shows over the years. Uh, um, what's your drag performer name, Brent? Um, there's been a few. Mm. Um, the uh, about 15, 20 years ago, it was Daily Planet, um, as in like Daily Planet from Superman. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Um, and because you come out once a day, <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah, <laughs> or morning and afternoon edition. You never know. There could be two. Um, and and now it's Brenda Trollope. Oh, Brenda Trollope's very yeah, nice. Yeah. I uh, I do have a uh, a favourite uh, drag queen name. It's uh, Nelly Furtaco, oh, yeah. which I kind <laughs> of like. That's quite nice. Uh, and Helena Bottomparta, yeah. which is also cute too. So, uh, are you still doing the drag thing, Brent, or is it are you strictly? I do con- occasionally. Mm. Yeah, so I like it. Where can mm. listeners of this podcast catch you doing your next drag show? They can see me um, yeah. at the. They can see me at the corner of <laughs> William and Forbes Street. Uh, that rolled a little too doing quick. Favors, the down on my knees. Um, no, um, th- they can see me the last week of December um, at the old Fitzroy Hotel, the theatre there, Tamarama Rock Surfers. Brenda Trollope is doing her own show there called Beauty Glamour Fame. For Fantastic. A week. I, I urge people to go down and see it. Uh, uh, in fact, I just urge people to go down. I think they should. How high heels will you be? Will Brenda be wearing? Oh, Brenda will be wearing. Um, she'll have a six-inch heel and a two-inch platform. Eight Probably inches. Yeah, they're big. Eight, Eight inches. She's into inches. Yeah. 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 Can't go <laughs> wrong. No. And with hair, that makes me about eight foot seven. <laughs> all I'm the all, all. all the women you can handle. Oh yes, yeah, and then some. <laughs> That's a lot of women. Helen, where did you first do? Where was your first drag show? Oh Jesus, my first drag show. Um, would have oh, it was years ago, like nineteen eighty, like ages. Nineteen eighty was a long, long time ago. Um, and I used to sing in a band, and oh. I sang in a band in drag. 
Um, what was the name of the band? Did the, it? The, we started out as um, the Diamante Dolls, we were called, and then we just shortened it to the Dolls. Good when name. When we got a bit edgier. Right. Um, <laughs> and um, it was the Dolls and it was me and four other singers, four girls, and there were we had four music. It was a big, it was a big, um, it was a, a big act to take out on the road. And like was there any romance on the road? Did you any did it, like were you, you romance? Know, um, romance? Like were you? Did the drummer have great rhythm? Yeah, of course. Well, they all did, and there was a bit. I just never called it romance before. I, um, <laughs> but I suppose that was. You I call it rehearsing. Yeah, <laughs> rehearsing or just oh god. Um, I remember one night coming out of a gig. This was at the old Town Hall Hotel in Balmain. This was before they renovated it. Like it was a really dumpy old, you know, pub. But it was a great venue. And um, I remember coming out of there one night and I was still in drag. I was in a sequin dress. I looked fabulous. But it was about <laughs> three o'clock in the morning and not that, well, look, you know, I might have had one or two drinks maybe, but that would have been all. And um, and the car wouldn't start and I had to call the NRMA and I remember there was a guy with me and he just said, you're not going to wait for the NRMA looking like that. And I said, like, it's three o'clock in the morning and I'm in a sequin dress, big fucking deal. Like, yeah, I'm sure he's seen worse. And this guy was just horrified that... You know, I've seen worse. I'll it's called I'm Mariah sure. Carey's yeah. Glitter. Exactly. <laughs> well, I looked fabulous. I'll bet um, you did. Yeah, no. So um, I can't remember what we were talking about before then. But yeah, that was just. I think it was, yeah, it was think ages it was, ago. Yeah. But it was ages ago. It was a long, long time ago. Um, I would have been eighteen or nineteen, probably the first time I did drag. I do remember my very first drag show. It was at the Genesian Theatre in Kent Street, Catholic Theatre Company. And my mother, my mother was sitting in the audience and she turned around to the woman sitting next to her. This is no word of a lie. And she said to her, how does he think he's ever going to meet a girl when he gets around looking like that? <laughs> I love your God, mom. Mother, you'd love her. That's yeah. just fantastic. Yeah. So tell me, where do you her think... Her grandfather was a Russian Jew. You'd, yeah, you'd love my mum. She was yeah, she's fantastic. I, yeah. She sounds a, like an, an intriguing woman. Mm. Let me ask you where you think the drag world is today. So we had the big Priscilla thing. Where oh, everyone it's as thinks, boring as batshit. Right. Because we've seen it. A, there's a show on Channel 10 called I Will Survive. I Will Survive. Oh, Beautiful which is, Adriana Spulso was in that. He did a play with me a couple of years ago. Do, so do you think that it's a growing world and that it's evolving in any way or do you think it's become culturally irrelevant or, I, or neither? Uh, I think it's growing and I think there are business opportunities there for it but I don't think it's as an art form I uh, I think it's been homogenized like everything else it's are the younger gay guys getting into it or have they kind of gone you know what that belongs to a different generation i think some do but they all look the same like there's nothing everything everything has and look i think priscilla was fantastic and it it was what it was and it did what it did but drag ever since has had that same stamp on it mm. like that's what everything looks like it's the makeup's the same the hair's the same Maud boat does all those fantastic foam wigs but they're all the same you know, and um, mind you, those same people would look at me and they'd say, "Look, she's the trashiest old whore. Get her off the stage. We hate her." You know, so who knows? You know, would you be standing next to Christina Davis at the time? Though? <laughs> oh, oh, I love oh, you, Christina. Oh. No, I love you. She you mentioned Christina will be a guest on our next taping, so <laughs> we'll play that clip back. Yeah, You're disgraceful, yeah, Dave. Schmidt, that's why I love you. Um, <laughs> glad you said that, and not me. Anyways, yeah, we had the seven-second delay on Brent. We weren't <laughs> expecting it from David, but that's that, that one will survive the oh, cut. Let the suit and glasses fool you. Oh. <laughs> Brenda Trollope's coming out. <laughs> How do you take Darling, it? she's never been in. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> with your mum, like, just with, with your mum, obviously she didn't realise you performing in drag that, you know, you're probably not going to meet that beautiful wife. 
how how long after that did you sort of you have the did you have the chat or was it just oh I suppose you'd have to be like a lot of people say like when did you know you were gay like I'm not I don't joke when I say I've always been this gay like when I was five I was. Like, I get, my mum will probably never hear this, so I can probably tell you. Like, my mother, she doesn't tell it now, but even when I was a teenager, when I was in my 20s, my mother used to tell a story about when I was four years old and she was doing the housework and she looked up and she saw me walking down the hallway of the house and I had her sanitary belt on with a sock in it. <laughs> so it's, she must have... No, like, I was always getting dressed up. Yeah. Always. So can, can, I, can I just... Ask you a favour then. So yeah. for for our yeah. for our listeners born after 1950, <laughs> oh, can off. you explain yeah. what a sanitary belt is? A, a sanitary <laughs> belt was a, like an elastic support that women would wear to hold um, a sanitary napkin in place before the days of tampons and. Right. That, okay. Yeah. So n- n- undies hadn't been invented then. Either. Yeah, but right. it, that they would wear knickers over that. Okay. Yeah, but it was to hold support. the pad. Yeah, it was to hold the pad in place. And you had a sock down the front of yours. I did. Because I'd obviously gorgeous seen little her. boy. Oh look, I was innovative before <laughs> my time. Because you know. you'd seen her. I'd, well, obviously, I I knew what it was. <laughs> so. Okay, I'm not going to get into your mother's lab here, but I'm just yeah, wondering yeah, yeah, yeah. why... Oh, I don't know that much detail. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Hey, you could buy yeah. a drink, you never know what could yeah, happen. Exa- exactly, exactly. <laughs> but I knew what they were, you know, obviously. Yes, sure. Yeah. Look, I uh, I wanted to ask you about that, because people look at you kind of go, oh, David, you're a, you're a straight white married man. What would you possibly know about what it means to be a gay person? And I've got to say that I, I think I do have a, a bit of a sense because like 10% of the population, I'm left-handed. Mm. And, uh, you know, uh, I wasn't born that way. It was a lifestyle yeah. choice, of course, <laughs> you see. See, I, I, I chose to have every pair of scissors in the world turn around and bite yeah. me. I chose to be... Yeah. I, I, I chose to... to uh, be discriminated against left, right, and centre. So yes, I know what I feel. Your pain, sister. Yes. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> On the side, do you think Brent? Uh, do you think marriage equality? Do you think it'll happen in oh, Australia? In time, probably. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure it will. But do you think yeah. like the Mar- like when the Mardi Gras came out, it was sort of a political. It was pretty much a rebellion because it wasn't as accepting then as it. I'm probably and it's oh still yeah, not it's a, not political now. No, it's a different animal. It's, but do you think like the whole marriage equality like. Online on Twitter, ev- like everyone I follow is pretty much for marriage equality. Yet the politicians, what do you what do you think needs to happen for it? I th- uh, I think it will happen. Mm. Like there's no doubt in my mind that you know in time everyone will be getting married. But what for myself though, I I tend to look at marriage as a redundant institution. Like I because I think less and less straight people are getting married. Yeah, I think there is a, you know? the, there there are people. And I know heaps of straight couples mm. who have been together for 10 years, 20 years. They have kids. They have no intention of getting married. But, it's, but, but what they do, but there's still what they have, in, even in the face of that, they still have choice. And what gay people don't have. Well, and recognition. And recognition. Which yeah. is, which is the, the, the real crux. Mm. Because the downside of that was through the AIDS crisis in the 80s and 90s, were people were getting sick, they were dying, and. Wills were being railroaded and superannuation policies were being railroaded um, by people's families, um, siblings, all of that, and partners were left with nothing. And, yeah, of yeah, course. Out on the street. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, I'm all for gay marriage for a number of reasons. Uh, I think the speeches at the weddings would be fantastic. <laughs> they would be. Um, I'm, I'm the, tired. Outfits, I'm, the outfits would be great. Mm. Um, I'm. Uh, 
thinking, you know, I'm tired of going to straight weddings because the groom always says exactly he's, the same thing. He goes, you know, I was at the, the pub with my mate and I saw that girl on the dance floor yeah. and I said, I'm going to marry that girl. I'm just tired of that speech. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I want to go to a wedding with two guys and one guy stands up and he goes, you know, the minute he popped his cock through a hole in the wall, <laughs> I knew he was something special. Yeah. I think because that would be a hell of a celebration. Yeah. A hell of a celebration. And, yeah. and if gay people want to get married, I've, I think I've come up with a solution. And a 35 strategy. people in that room would say, we know that hole. We, <laughs> we were there. I was we next in line. Pen- it could have been we me. We know that penis. <laughs> <laughs> well, we still you know, do. Well, it's, it's audience participation. Exactly. That can never be a bad thing. I think we have a title for the show there. <laughs> we know that penis. <laughs> Because we're inclusive, we are. You, you are, well. What's that? No, no. <laughs> It'll be. We know that pen is. Then um, look, and I, and I think that if the 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 strategy here, if gay people want to get help, married, the way to do it is to ho- stop helping straight people get married because anyone who's ever organised a wedding will know that your florist is gay, your dress designer is gay, the wedding event coordinator is gay, and the priest is gay. And you know why that is? No fairies, no magic. That is exactly, <laughs> exactly right. And I love the way, I love the way you look at me and you say that because you, your face is smiling but your eyes are going, ditch the bitch and make the switch, Dave. <laughs> oh. I love it when you say that because <laughs> I hadn't heard that before. <laughs> but then again, you know, it's. Uh, I think it would be great if gay men, there were more gay men running the world. I think it would be fantastic. I think this, uh, the show should be called Cirque to So Gay. I think that would be much <laughs> yeah. more fun. And uh, in fact, I'm writing a book at the moment, a, a bondage focused gay novel called uh, Fifty Shades of Hay. <laughs> so uh, I think there should be more gayness left, right and centre. I think gay people can choose so much, choose, I should say, show us so much. Like, you know, you've heard about vajazzling, right? Yes. Yeah. So I think that, that gay men could really, there's a business opportunity here, vajazzling for men. And we could call it disco balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, I love that. <laughs> what thought you would. Do. There you go, Brent. Brent. So after oh he does the show, Brent. I'm so old, rough and old and crusty and rough down there that like now I use a staple gun. Oh, wow. <laughs> Thank yourselves for the that. magic yeah. of podcasting right yeah. now, ladies and gentlemen, because the visuals down here in the studio. Yeah. Check, it's check out the This isn't TV. No. <laughs> no, definitely not. Definitely not. I was wondering where the camera was. <laughs> but it was a hidden. Like when I was with that trade last week. No, that's too much information. We won't go Way too yeah. much information. <laughs> well, as soon as you pulled out the staple gun, son, that was. We didn't just cross the line. Oh, we stapled a hot glue across gun. Yeah. Hot, hot no, glue I'm gun. I thought a goo gun. Glue. Glue gun. Sorry, I thought you said a goo gun. Yeah. I thought that's a. Freudian. You, you guys have such colourful terminology. Freudian slip. Freudian slip. Oh. Now, wait until you see that video on X-Tube. Anyway, no. X-Tube? X-Tube? Yeah. yeah. Oh, don't tell me you don't know X-Tube. I'm not. Massively into porn. Oh. What is X tube? I've heard of Red tube. I haven't heard of X tube. It's the same, isn't it? Isn't it? It's yeah. <laughs> I like it. Same. Our expert, Mr. Caesar Kaiser, someone hand him a mic. We're talking <laughs> porn. <laughs> what do you think of my laptop earlier? Yeah, they're all yeah. It's whether it's X tube or Red tube. They're all just you know See, porn think, on the tube. What I, what I find it astounding is the the grinder yeah app, right. and I think that that's. I mean, I as a just individually, I'm not saying right, wrong, whatever. I I like the way that gay culture is very open about sexuality and sexual mm. needs and going, this is, you know, a need 
we both enjoyed ourselves and a story. And I think the Grinder app is something that demonstrates that. And it, what, what I find in, most interesting about it is it's spelled G-R-I-N-D-R, no E, which is pretty unusual for a gay <laughs> gathering, isn't it? It is. Very, what's the straight one, Blender? I have no is idea. It, I'm sure there's a straight one called Blender. I didn't know there was one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I'm think sure it would blender. work to the yeah, same I degree. Need, I think no, there's too, God, no. too much uptightness in the community. Yeah, it's and funny, all that. You know, uh, all that trust malarkey. Yeah. <laughs> Call me old-fashioned. <laughs> yeah, no, probably... Yeah, I don't... Oh, well, look, there's all sorts of reasons for that, I suppose. You know. Can we, can we, can we go there? Can I ask you about it? Tell me why you think that... There is, and the word promiscuity is not the right word because there's just an, you know, one man's promiscuity is another man's open-mindedness. Exactly, right? yeah. But there seems to be in gay male culture, I don't mm-hmm. know if it is, but there's that thing about, you know, I'm in a relationship with this person, yeah. but we both have this understanding that if I go and, you know, have an, a sexual encounter with someone we, we and, we you know, it doesn't, it doesn't impact on us if we make this pact to do it. Yeah. Whereas in straight culture, though, that would wreck a relationship. Although what's interesting about that is I'm sort of half making this up but I have heard it. So I have so heard... You've I got a heard, semi going on. Yeah, you've got an, intelli- heard, yes, an intellectual semi, semi right a now. A semi in my head. Um, so I heard half <laughs> of it. Of course, I'm famous for that. Um, uh, so no, I did hear half of this, but I can't remember exactly who it was. But I know it was definitely um, an Oprah Winfrey interview. I can't remember who she was talking to, but one of the people could have been Queen Latifah, um, other performers, who all... Um, came out and said in these interviews that um, sex with other partners wasn't a deal breaker in their relationships. And it was a big deal for them mm. to say it. And Oprah was really fantastic about it and and made no big deal about it, but she just said, I think this is fantastic that you are coming out and saying this because more and more people, more and more straight people are doing it and it's not a deal breaker for them. Ooh, I don't know about that. I think it's still... One of the the yeah. sacred cows there for for a mm. lot of straight people, yeah. rightly or wrongly, or even hypocritically, when I they kind of with you. when I they kind of go, oh no, I never, but they're still doing it. But I, that's I, a funny thing. I think it's definitely it's a male thing. It's not a female thing. More so because like when you talked before about like I when I saw his dick come through the hole in the wall, like a lot of those penises that are going through holes in walls, in Sydney, in in any city anywhere in the world, um, belong to married men. Mm. Not in Tehran because you know. they don't have gay no, people. No, no. In no, in Tehran. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> well, they do because if their hand comes through, you see the wedding ring on it. Um, oh, so there's two holes. And it's sometimes not just the... they're oh, sometimes they're big holes. Uh, and um, <laughs> there's some big men out there. And Brent. sometimes it's just sort of like if it looks that good, it's just like forget this. You just knock on the door. Um, <laughs> and it's like I'm coming in with you. Um, then I'm going to come on you. No, no, no. But um, anyway. Um, so it goes on, and we used, I can remember someone was talking about this the other night, and they were saying about like married men going out and having you know homosexual encounters, and we call it walking the dog, like poofs call it walking the dog, like you know they go so and so, and you don't. Is that because you like it rough? No, because they go out of a night. They go out of a night um, cruising and trawling. Right. But they say okay. to their wives, oh, "I'm oh, just going to walk the dog." Right. But okay. that's and that's why we call it walking the dog. There's yeah, a uh, so yeah, the dog died seven years ago. <laughs> I love that. Is that why Corey Bernardi's afraid of gay act. marriage? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> the walking the dog. Yes, because he's it, worried it's going to get literal. Yeah, and uh, probably plenty of people have seen him walk the dog. You know, <laughs> I so bet can, he does walk the dog. Can I take you back to the glory hole days of your youth? <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> so uh, having never been in in such an uh, succatorium is apparently the the correct That's turn of the, phrase. Yes. yes. Um, is it like? How many holes are in any given wall? Is it like a buffet? Is it all you can eat? That's that's what I'm driving at. Could you walk past and go, no, 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 yes. Or is it only one at a time? Oh, it depends how is they're it a la set carte? up. Believe it or not, I actually haven't been in that many psychotoriums. I know, you're shocked, but I haven't. Um, but generally, it'll be like a, it could be a line of booths and there'll be holes. And like if you were in the end one and they were all empty, you could look straight through and see to the other end. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And they could be like a small hole. It could be like a dinner plate size hole. Um, well, that'd be good if, if it was done like that. Because like, because sometimes you're just after a snack, aren't you? <laughs> sometimes you're after <laughs> an entree, yeah. and uh, or or, or uh, sometimes an amused That's bush. Ah, oh, and sometimes you're bitterly disappointed yeah. as well. Or well, you have to but stop for Maccas on the yes, way home. Yes. <laughs> right. Oh, Maccas. Oh, God. Um, so, yeah, they're that. And then I think, oh, what else has there been? They're generally like that, yeah. And other places do split level things. So, one that, you'd have to have a shit. What, their dicks flopping down the stairs? It's like you'd have to. No, I'd say you're at, they're at, um, they're at height level. Like, so the, oh, the, yeah, of you course. Know. So the yeah. one guy's above you, and so, yeah, I, yeah so you recreate your school so days. The people, yeah. So the people <laughs> nice. listening at home didn't see what our hands were doing. So well, thank God they didn't see what our hands are doing. Yeah. That little gem. And if you're at yeah. work listening to this podcast, don't Google anything yes. you've heard, especially <laughs> not Suckatorium. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that is what they used to be. There was really famous. Um, Suckatorium on Oxford Street. No. In really? Pleasure Chest, I know. Surprise, surprise. And do you know there was a tranny that used to go there all the time? And a friend of mine used to refer to her as the Suckatorium Vacuum Suck. <laughs> that was what he used to call her. Wow. Yeah. Well, I think a, she's dead. That, and sh- gone that now. should be a, 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 a com- competitive category in the gay games, I shouldn't it? I think so. <laughs> Then I'd go. Yes. She'd be a Hall of Fame. Yeah. Well, ladies, guys, we could just sit here all night and just talk about Suckatorium until the cows come home. But alas, we've run out of time. David Brent, thank you guys for coming along. David, you're on Twitter you at... At DSMEET, D-S-M-I-E-D-T. Brent, you're on Twitter. I am on Twitter. I think it's at Brenda Trollope. Capital B, R-E-N-D-A, capital T, R-O... Double L O double P E. And I'm on Twitter, M underscore W underscore O H. And Comedy on Edge is at on Twitter as well, at Comedy on Edge. Gentlemen, thank you guys for your time. Dave, thank you for twiddling the knobs. Josh, thank you for being you. And Seizure, thank you for being our resident expert in porn. No Ladies, wrong. gentlemen, finish comedyonedge.com. We'll be back later. Have a good night. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. What a pleasure.